Uh, Sutra of the Heart of Transcendent Knowledge. Thus have I heard once the Blessed One was dwelling in Rajagriya at Vulture Peak, <coughs> together with a great gathering of the Sangha of monks and a great gathering of the Sangha of Bodhisattvas. At that time, the Blessed One entered the Samadhi that expresses the Dharma called Profound Illumination. And at the same time, Noble Elvateshvara, the Bodhisattva Mahasattva, while practicing the profound Prajnaparamita, saw in this way. He saw the five skandhas to be empty of nature. Through the power of the Buddha, Venerable Shariputra said to Noble Avogateshvara, the Bodhisattva Mahasattva, How should a son or daughter of noble family train who wishes to practice the profound Prajnaparamita? Addressed in this way, Noble Avogateshvara, the Bodhisattva Mahasattva, said to Venerable Shariputra, O Shariputra, son or daughter of noble family who wishes to practice the profound Prajnaparamita, should see in this way. Seeing the five skandhas to be empty of nature, form is emptiness, emptiness also is form, emptiness is no other than form, form is no other than emptiness. In the same way, feeling, perception, formation, and consciousness are emptiness. Thus, Shariputra, all dharmas are emptiness. There are no characteristics, there is no birth and no cessation. There is no impurity and no purity. There is no decrease and no increase. Therefore, Shariputra, emptiness, there is no form, no feeling, no perception, no formation, no consciousness, no eye, no ear, no nose, no tongue, no body, no mind, no appearance, no sound, no smell, no taste, no touch, no dharmas, no eye, datu, up to no mind, datu, no datu of dharmas, no mind consciousness, datu, no ignorance, and of ignorance up to no old age and death, no end of old age and death, no suffering, no origin of suffering, no cessation of suffering, no path, no wisdom, no attainment, and no non-attainment. Therefore, Shariputra, since the Bodhisattvas have no attainment, they abide by means of Prajnaparamita. Since there is no obscuration of mind, there is no fear. They transcend falsity and attain complete nirvana. All the Buddhas of the three times by means of Prajnaparamita fully awaken to unsurpassable true, complete enlightenment. Therefore, the mantra of Prajnaparamita, the mantra of great insight, the unsurpassed mantra, the unequal mantra, the mantra that calms all suffering should be known as truth since there is no deception. Prajnaparamita mantra is said in this way, Thus Shariputra, the Bodhisattva Mahasattva, should train in the profound Prajnaparamita. Then the Blessed One arose from that Samadhi and praised Noble Avogateshvara, the Bodhisattva Mahasattva, saying, Good, good, O son of noble family, thus it is, O son of noble family, thus it is. One should practice the profound Prajnaparamita just as you have taught, and all the Tathagatas will rejoice. When the Blessed One had said this, Venerable Shariputra and Noble Avogateshvara, the Bodhisattva Mahasattva, that whole assembly in the world with its gods, humans, asuras, and gandharvas rejoiced and praised the words of the Blessed One. <laughs> Bara da jandara zamara ya 
gade gade bara gade bara sanga de bodiso ava gonjo doni ga ene de doji je arava doji mebo doji sewa doji dogi baji medum bejo yonje je de gore so gere anja je joji wa da medo no be the sun and the moon. I imagine this as a Buddha land and offer it. May all sentient beings enjoy this pure realm. Holy Lamas high, wrap the sky of your Dharma bodies in massive clouds of knowledge and love, and let them pour upon the earth of your disciples as we are ready, a shower of rain, the teachings deep and wide. Guru 
Treatise on the Stage of the Path to Enlightenment by Lama Tsongkhapa, and this text is a commentary on Atisha's lamp for the path to enlightenment. Uh, so, Atisha's lamp to, uh, for the path to enlightenment is really the root main text uh, that Atisha wrote. Uh, although he wrote many, many different texts, this is one of the main root texts that was written, a very important root text. So, uh, important, an important text, important root text. So this text, uh, the great treatise on the stage of the path to enlightenment, is the most extensive commentary on Atisha's lamp for the path to enlightenment. Uh, and then less extensive commentaries were also written by Lama Tsongkhapa. Uh, and so the next ex uh, extensive commentary would be the Lamrim Din, the uh, medium stage of the path. Uh, and then the Lamrim Dudun, the abbreviated, I'm, I'm sorry, the, uh, did I say before that was called the medium stages of the path? And then the Lamrim Dudun, which is, which is the abbreviated stage of, of the path. Uh, and then other texts such as the Foundation of All Good Qualities uh, and the uh, um, Three Principal Paths. So uh, and those were in terms of order from most extensive to least extensive as far as content. Uh, the great treatise on the stages of the path to enlightenment being the most extensive commentary by Lama Tsongkhapa. <laughs> 
So, the beginning of Lama Tsongkhapa's great treatise on the siege of the path to enlightenment has this outline uh, with four categories uh, in it. Uh, the first is the greatness of the teachings author, and this shows the liberation life story of Lord Atisha uh, and his basic details of Atisha's life. The next category is the greatness of the teaching itself, and here this is referring to primarily Atisha's lamp for the path to enlightenment, and there are four <coughs> greatnesses that uh, Lama Tsongkhapa shows about this text. First, that it uh, shows that all teachings are free of contradiction. Uh, second, it shows that all the teachings are instructions to practice. The third, it shows that uh, um, one can easily understand the conqueror's intent or uh, the meaning of the text by uh, uh, this uh, great uh, text. Uh, and the fourth is it allows one to uh, automatically refrain from the great wrongdoing. So these are the four categories uh, that are found uh, in the second category of the greatness of the teaching itself. And then the third category is the great way to listen to and explain the instruction. So this is what should a teacher who's giving this explanation do? What should the student, the listener, do? Uh, so what's the appropriate behavior for both of those parties, the teacher and the listener? Uh, so this is the third category. And the fourth category is uh, how to lead students in the actual instruction. Uh, and we are in that specific category, the fourth category now. Okay. Uh, so the section called How to Lead Students in the Actual Instructions uh, has two specific categories. First of all, uh, um, uh, how to rely upon the teacher who is the root of the path. Uh, and then secondly, uh, once one has relied upon the teacher, how to engage in the stages of the path, the stages that one goes through after having relied upon the teacher. Uh, so, uh, we've already gone through how to rely upon the teacher that is the root of the path, uh, and now we're on uh, the section of how, uh, the, the, uh, what to do once one has actually relied upon the spiritual teacher. What are the, what's the next step? What are the next stages? Um, so, this section has two categories. First, the exhortation to take full advantage of the life of leisure and opportunity, uh, and then second, um, uh, the stages of the path uh, to engage in. So how to actually take advantage of this life of leisure and opportunity uh, in the stages involved. Uh, so this first category, the exhortation 
um, uh, uh, to take full advantage of the life of leisure and opportunity has three categories. Uh, the first category is uh, the identification of the life of leisure and opportunity, and in that we find first the life of leisure identified in the eight leisures, and then the life of opportunity that we have, and then it identifies ten opportunities, five personal opportunities and five uh, uh, other or external uh, opportunities. Uh, and then the second, se so we've gone through that. The second section is uh, uh, um, how to de derive great meaning uh, from the life of leisure, or, or why this life of leisure and opportunity has great meaning, or how to derive great meaning from the uh, life of leisure and opportunity. Uh, and then the third category is the difficulty of obtaining the life of leisure and opportunity. So we've gone through the first category of the identification of life, leisure, and opportunity. We've gone through the second category of uh, uh, the great meaning of the life of leisure and opportunity, the great contemplating the great importance or the great meaning, Dunchewa, great meaning, great importance of a life of leisure and opportunity. And then again, now we're currently at the section on the contemplating the difficulty of that. Of, uh, uh, of achieving or attaining a life of leisure and opportunity. So we're on page 124 uh, in the English text uh, and on page 83, I think, 83? In the Tibetan? Uh, 83. Yeah, 83 in the Tibetan. Uh, so 124 in the English. Uh, so uh, once we've uh, developed uh, this uh, idea of uh, um, developing this idea of the importance are the great meaning of this life of leisure and opportunity, uh, then the next step is to contemplate the difficulty of, ob of obtaining it. ドドドドドドドドドドドドドドドドドドドドドドドドドドドドドドドドドドドドドドドドドドドドドドドドドドドドドドドドドドドドドドドドドドドドドドドドドドドドドドドドドドドドドドドドドドドドドドドドドドド
so there uh, in this uh, section the contemplating the difficulty of uh, attaining the life of leisure and opportunity we find that it goes through eight uh, different categories or eight specific points if you will um, and here uh, we find uh, uh, in the beginning of this a quote or uh, a statement that's found in the basis in the, of discipline in the Vinaya Vastu uh, um, Lopun Yuntin so uh, we find uh, first a statement that's found in the basis of discipline and it's found in the first section uh, of the uh, discipline uh, text um, and, and in that uh, uh, when we look at the three baskets the Vinaya basket is one among the three baskets so the Vinaya basket is the uh, discipline or ethical discipline basket, then there's the sutra basket and the abhidharma basket. So there are the three baskets. So this vinaya statement would be found categorically in the vinaya basket and it can be found uh, in the pronouncements of Lord Buddha in the, the Kangjur. Uh, so in that we find uh, an explanation of the difficulty of achieving a life of leisure and opportunity and many different examples given. So uh, it's stated that if one uh, is dwelling in the lower realms of cyclic existence, in the hell realm, the hungry ghost realm or the animal realm, then it's uh, more the next life that they have, uh, generally speaking, uh, there are the number of beings that are reborn again in the lower realms from the lower realms are as many as uh, there are uh, number wise as many as there are atoms in the earth uh, um, compared to uh, if one goes from the lower realms to the higher realms uh, the, the uh, uh, number is the number of atoms found on a fingernail so I know I didn't put that very clearly but I think everyone understands so the amount of times that uh, one goes from the lower realms again to the lower realms is compared to the number of atoms in the earth and the number of times that one goes from the lower realms to the higher realms is compared to the number of atoms on a fingernail uh, so this is uh, the a statement that's made about uh, that sort of rebirth and then the next is talking about those beings that are dwelling in the higher realms, those beings who are dwelling in the 
uh, human realms, the demigods, or gods' realms. Uh, so here it's saying the, the numbers of beings that are born from the higher realms into the lower realms are similar to the numbers of atoms in the earth. Uh, and the number of beings that are born from the higher realms uh, back to the higher realms would be similar to the number of atoms found on a fingernail. So here it's showing the difficulty of achieving this life of leisure and opportunity by way of example. And the examples given are the examples of a being in the lower realms and then moving on to his or her next life, and then a being in the higher realms and moving on to his or her uh, next life. And showing that in both cases, uh, more often than not, the life, uh, the, the, the birth is in that, in the lower realms. Okay, so on page 124, we find section C, which it says 3 in the Tibetan, but they're using ABC instead of 123. That's the only difference here. It says Sumba. Uh, which is the third uh, section, shows the difficulty, contemplating the difficulty of achieving uh, or attaining a life of leisure and opportunity. So here we'll read, Moreover, whether you start from a happy realm or a miserable realm, it is difficulty to obtain such life of leisure and opportunity. So uh, if one is uh, beginning from a higher realm, or one is beginning from a lower realm, it's very difficult to, from either of those uh, um, circumstances, achieve a life of leisure and opportunity in one's next life. It says, For the Buddha states in the basis of discipline that those who die in the miserable realms are reborn there, uh, and are reborn there are similar in number to dust particles uh, on the great earth. Whereas those who are reborn from there into the happy realms are similar uh, in number to the dust particles on the tip of a fingernail. Okay, so dust particles are atoms. Uh, so it says, uh, um, while those who die in happy realms and are reborn there are similar in number to the dust particles on the tip uh, of a fingernail. Uh, 
so here, uh, this is showing the difficulty of achieving this life of leisure and opportunity, uh, whether one is starting from the higher realms or one is starting from the lower realms. So it is Adam. I thought so. So it's really referring to the atoms in the uh, earth and the atoms on the tip of a fingernail. Uh, but here it says dust particles. Um, might be the same, but I, uh, the atoms is what it's technically saying. Uh, so here, uh, the the number whether one is, if one is reborn, uh, I'm sorry, if one begins in the higher realms, uh, the number of those beings that are born into the higher realms are similar to the number of, of atoms on the fingernail, uh, and the number of beings that are born in the lower realms from there are similar to the number of atoms on the earth and the number of beings that go from the lower realms uh, to the higher realms are similar to the number of atoms found on a fingernail, and the number of beings that go from the lower realms to the lower realms are similar to the number of atoms that we find on the earth. So uh, this is showing the difficulty of achieving life of leisure and opportunity, whether one is coming from the lower realms or the higher realms. And these are, this is an example of the difficulty. So then it's why is it difficult? Then there's a reason that's going to be given.
Natural mommy. I'm gonna. I there are. Okay, so let me start where I need to be. Um, so here, and I'll, I'll look while I'm talking. Uh, so here we find in this section uh, first the show the showing that if one is born in the lower realms, then uh, the the number of uh, beings that are born in the higher realm are comparative to the number of atoms on a fingernail, and the number of lower realm beings that are born again in the lower realms are similar to the uh, atoms in the, the world. Uh, um, so then the same is true if one is uh, coming from the higher realms, the number of those beings born again in the uh, higher realms are similar to the atoms on a fingernail, and those being born again in the lower realms are similar to the atoms on the earth. So here it's showing the difficulty of achieving a higher realm rebirth um, and, and then the next thing is that it shows why it's difficult uh, to achieve uh, 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 this type of rebirth. Um, so uh, it's, it's showing the specific reason, uh, there we go, the specific reason uh, why it is difficult. Uh, so here it's saying that uh, there's a quote uh, from uh, the Arya Davis 400 verses that shows exactly uh, why it is difficult. And it says, humans for the most part are involved in things ignoble. Therefore, most ordinary beings will surely go uh, to the lower realms. Uh, so here, uh, this is saying, uh, because people are uh, mostly involved in non-virtuous activities, uh, this is what causes them mostly to be born into the miserable or lower realms. So this is use of correct signs, and there are three uh, different uh, types uh, uh, of correct signs. And um, so the first, uh, so the first. Yeah, I have a. Okay, so the uh, resultant sign, Ranjin, natural sign, Mamipita. Mamipita? Ranjin, Leila. Something there about the, about the, not the correct sign of the absence of the object of observation, I believe. I'll find out, though. Uh, but the first two are definitely resultant correct sign, natural correct sign, or, uh, and then the, I believe that it would be the uh, absence of uh, um, an object of observation correct sign. But I'll find that third one out for sure uh, in the future. And that's from the presentation of signs and reasonings, uh, the third translator's note, the third course uh, uh, in the monastery after Dat, uh, Dutra and Lori. Uh, so that's this text that Rinpoche handed me. Um, <laughs> What may you are this? May you know? May you be present as a toyo beach? Do I mean to be? May you take do I you be? What mean to grow? Okay, so uh, the first uh, one, the correct sign of the resultant correct sign uh, is uh, um, 
uh, a correct sign such as this. Uh, there, the subject uh, fire, uh, the the Chuchen Yanju Sulan. So when, uh, for instance, seeing smoke uh, on the, uh, a mountain top is a sign that there is a fire because smoke is the sign of fire. So this is the resultant correct sign. So showing that because there's smoke on a mountain, uh, uh, there is smoke uh, in the distance, I believe. Uh, smoke in the distance, there is necessarily a fire. Because if there is smoke, there is necessarily fire. So it's establishing a correct sign by way of, of a result. Uh, so this is the resultant correct sign. So when doctors are looking uh, uh, at the and uh, giving a diagnosis, they are constantly using this result resultant correct signs. So a lot of the diagnosis that we find uh, for the most part uh, in the hospital setting or in the medical setting is by way of use of uh, resultant correct signs or correct signs that are results. It can go either way, I think. A resultant correct signs or correct signs that are results. Uh, so when, for instance, uh, sometimes they'll look at the blood uh, and through looking at the blood they can determine that this person has tuberculosis, this person has cancer. So by way of uh, uh, looking at something that's specifically in the blood that shows uh, that uh, there is necessarily this disease present. Uh, and then another example would be looking at the machines uh, and the different machines that are computers rather, rather that test, uh, give various tests and then uh, uh, show uh, the sign, correct sign of, of a certain disease because something is present. So this is another example of the use of uh, uh, um, uh, resultant correct signs. So then also that there was a time when I had a toothache. And when you have a toothache, it's hard to tell which tooth it is because all of your whole entire mouth hurts. Uh, so Ted was able to use uh, this uh, instrument uh, in my mouth that touched each of the tooth, and then when it was the correct tooth, it became very cold. Is this correct, Ted? Okay. <laughs> so then it touched the correct tooth, it became very cold. So this is an example of a resultant correct sign also in the use in the medical field uh, that the, a dentist would use. Which one's cold, he asked. When I, if it's cold, then that's the one that's got the illness, the disease. What does the third one? 
So then in all of the negativities arise in dependence upon the, these sort of results as well. So in, in dependence upon improper mental conduct, uh, improper thinking, one thinks about shapes and colors and then becomes attached. Uh, one uh, thinks about things in a certain way and then becomes angry uh, and so forth. So these are all the results of this way of thinking uh, also. So this would be a, uh, an example of this uh, cause uh, and effect um, nature. So this would be an example of the resultant effect. So if there is an if there is an anger that is present uh, and someone becomes angry, then this is a, another way that we can establish that is that there are necessarily afflictions. Uh, so if one is becoming angry, then there are necessarily afflictions because anger arises. Uh, it, the arisal of anger is an affliction. So uh, this is how we could establish uh, the sign, uh, uh, um, correct signs. Okay. Okay. Dra chu chen mi ta pe yin de she ba yin mi chen. Dra dra de. Dra anu gua de. Ah. Here is. The shape dra she ba yin. Dra zu yin. She ba na ma da ba na ma bu de ke ma te ji ma de da. She ba na ma da ba de. Alei. She ba de. Xiao xin ri ba you ma de. Je ba xi bi chen ni. Je ba alei. Xiao xin ri ba you ma de. Ah, gongyeo mebachi. So uh, then, the, then we find uh, the subject 
Okay, I'm sorry. Jepa. Uh, so the subject uh, sound uh, is impermanent because of being a product. Uh, I apologize. Jepa is a product. Sheba is consciousness. So I was getting confused. Uh, so, uh, so here, uh, this would be an example of a natural correct, occurring correct <coughs> sign. Uh, so here again, uh, the subject sound is impermanent uh, because of it being a product. Uh, so this is its natural, its nature. So this is a correct sign, a natural correct sign. So the, uh, when we look at uh, production or products, uh, and we look at talking itself, talking uh, comes as a result of the tongue moving and then uh, a sound uh, uh, coming through and then the tongue are uh, manipulating it or they're turning it into uh, specific sounds. Uh, so here there are causes and conditions that are creating uh, the, a specific uh, sound. Uh, so we see uh, um, then another uh, case is that in a field uh, 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 is required in order for a sprout uh, to arise. Uh, so here is another example um, of uh, how something is necessarily a product uh, because it requires causes and conditions uh, for its arisal. So this is the nature of that specific uh, entity, um, is that it, uh, it, uh, it requires uh, all of these other things in order for it to rise. It has these causes and conditions that are uh, its requirements. <laughs> So you could, no matter what, you could say uh, so many uh, different statements. The subject sound uh, is impermanent uh, because of being a result. The subject sound is impermanent because of being a product. Uh, is impermanent because of being uh, um, a functioning thing. Uh, so all of these would be uh, uh, use of this uh, uh, correct. Uh, sign uh, because of its nature, or the na uh, the, the natural uh, correct sign. That madaba is na madaba raba the chamani do madaba cham raba the da tag do go madaba mishik thong do so kamal lu de la ma mishik de to mi thong do da wat tag do go do de mo mo pu thong do is that madaba cham jo ro keji keji ne momentary. ก็ซิเบรชั่นก็ซิเบรชั่นก็ซิเบรชั่นก็ซิเบรชั่นก็ซิเบรชั่นก็ซิเบรชั่นก็ซิเบรชั่นก็ซิเบรชั่นก็
Okay, so um, when we're looking at impermanence, there are two different types of impermanence. There is the uh, type of impermanence that is um, uh, coarse, uh, and then there is the type of impermanence that is subtle. So the type of impermanence is, that is coarse is the impermanence that we see uh, in front of our eyes, that we can directly, we can perceive through direct valid cognition or direct prime cognition. So uh, the uh, um, uh, the rapa, the the rapa, the gari gari sombre, du gari sombre. So then, uh, when we look at the coarse uh, um, nature of impermanence, then we can, something that we can uh, cognize, uh, for instance, someone dying, uh, this is a, an example of the coarse impermanence that we can perceive, or a house uh, that is uh, uh, falling down. Uh, this is another thing that we can see uh, uh, that is a coarse form of impermanence. But the subtle form of impermanence is referring to the momentary disintegration uh, <coughs> um, that occurs uh, when we look at, at the uh, eye itself. So if we look at the first moment of uh, production or the first moment of our birth uh, con or conception, if you will, uh, at, we begin uh, the process of disintegration at that moment. So the second moment we have begun to disintegrate. Uh, so this momentary disintegration is the uh, uh, is what the subtle impermanence is referring to. And this is something that can't be directly perceived uh, through direct prime valid cognition ordinarily. Uh, so then we could use uh, many statements uh, about the I itself to prove then uh, going back to correct signs to prove that it is impermanent. Uh, so for instance saying that the I uh, is uh, not, uh, it, the I is impermanent uh, because it is a cause. The I is impermanent because it is a result or an effect. The I is impermanent because it is a product. The I is impermanent because it is a functioning thing. Uh, so you can give all of these reasons and correct signs to prove that the eye is impermanent. And again, there is subtle impermanence and coarse impermanence. Uh -huh. So the actual death itself would be an example of coarse impermanence, but the process of dying, the momentary disintegration that we're going through, would be an example of the subtle form of impermanence. So looking at the result uh, correct sign, a resultant correct sign, I have the text in all of these terms too, the resultant correct sign, uh, 
uh, we would find when we were establishing previous lives, uh, we would use the result correct sign to establish previous lives. When we look at the three correct signs that prove the existence of previous lives, when we look at uh, uh, there is a previous life because there is consciousness and consciousness was necessarily caused by a previous consciousness. And therefore there is a previous uh, uh, holder of that or a previous life. Uh, and then looking at the sense powers. The sense powers come from a previous sense power, uh, therefore there are previous lives. The breath comes from a previous breath, uh, that comes from a previous breath, therefore there are previous lives. So this, this use of uh, um, these uh, examples, uh, um, is these examples are actually correct signs that are used to prove specific points. So this would be an example of result correct signs. Okay. Attached. Okay. Yeah. The person. The awareness. The person has an attached awareness. Okay. Uh, so then, if we were to look at uh, the next statement, this would be an example of the nature or the natural uh, occurring correct sign. I feel like it says natural occurring, but natural correct sign. Uh, and here, for instance, if we use the subject, the time of death, uh, at the time of death, uh, one can uh, state that there will be uh, necessarily a next uh, life because there is a person with an attached awareness. Uh, so if there is a person with an attached awareness, then there is necessarily uh, a being that will go to uh, the, the new uh, next Hotel, we use the example of the Drong uh, Kong, the, uh, the old hotel, new hotel, then one will necessarily be going to the next life uh, if there is an attached, a person with attached awareness. Rajita, 
So, uh, so uh, where do I start? So, when we find, uh, for instance, uh, this quote here, it says that human beings, for the most part, are involved in things ignoble. Therefore, most ordinary beings will surely go to uh, the lower realms or to the miserable realms. Uh, is this an example of the uh, um, observationless correct sign? I think that might be what the third one is. Uh, or of the uh, resultant correct sign or the natural uh, occurring correct sign. Uh, and here, uh, th this uh, is an uh, example of the uh, natural occurring correct sign. So here it says, uh, ordinary beings uh, uh, are involved, human beings, ordinary beings are involved in 
most things ignoble. So here, this is referring to non-virtuous activities, negativities of one's body, speech, uh, and the afflicted mind. Uh, so negative uh, beings that uh, have this, these afflictions uh, normally engage in among the ten non-virtuous activities and non-virtuous activities and so forth, uh, because this is their nature to do so. Therefore, because uh, these beings uh, um, uh, have these things and are engaged in these things, then this is necessarily uh, um, a reason that they will surely go to the miserable realms uh, because the most of, of the ordinary beings are engaged in things that are ignoble. Um, so here, the uh, basis for um, all of this uh, occurrence is the uh, ordinary being uh, that is ignoble. So just like um, then, then because of this it makes it uh, so there is this rebirth into the miserable realms or the lower realms because there is this ignoble uh, person. Now uh, just like in a, a field uh, you can plant corn, uh, peaches, rice, uh, etc. Um, we look at rice as an example uh, rice becomes the basis, uh, but they're also, uh, um, once one plants the rice, uh, and then there is water, and, uh, and there is earth, and then there is water, and then there is light, uh, then there is, can be a production uh, of a sprout of some sort. Uh, so the, the, we find in the Pramanavartika Karika this uh, ex ex example of the um, nature of, a of the seed is to produce a sprout, uh, if these causes and conditions are present, uh, then there will definitely a sprout that arises. Likewise, if this human basis uh, um, has by its nature uh, the potential to be born in the lower realms and the afflictions and all these things are present, then the, uh, that becomes the natural uh, uh, um, uh, correct sign, the correct sign of, of nature, that there will be an arisal or a production of birth in the lower realms. That's Guru the same day. Uh, so please have some fruit. Did the article come out, Ted? I don't know. Did it? I bet it did. I don't have the. Now, as under the law, under the law, when the gangsters come, they are allowed to touch the gangsters. When the gangsters come, they are allowed to touch the gangsters. Such a mistake is made. Gangsters come here, but you see, car. ตาบะเพิ่มชื่อมันตาบะมาช่วยมันสิอ่ะจิตใจเบ้อันนั้นหลาดตาเนี่ยสมมติเมตตาหลาดตาเมตตาเนี่ยสมมติเพชรวัด
Um, so when we say this seems like uh, when we say that the lower realms uh, beings that are uh, born into the lower realms from the lower realms are uh, are in high numbers like the number of atoms and the number of beings uh, that are born from the higher realms of the gods and humans and so forth uh, into the lower realms are uh, uh, higher higher numbers and compared to the number of atoms in the earth. And so here, the reason for this is given that uh, the causes of the lower realm rebirth are more present. Uh, so wouldn't that mean that there should be a fourth category of, of result, uh, of correct sign, called the causal uh, sign? Uh, because the cause is present, uh, then there necessarily is the result must be present. Uh, but there's an error or a fault in this way of thinking, um, because this isn't necessarily uh, the case that we can say that there should be this fourth kind of uh, correct sign. Um, because uh, in the case of Angumala, who had the causes for rebirth in the lower realms within uh, his continuum, uh, just because those causes were present, uh, didn't mean there would necessarily be this arisal um, of uh, rebirth uh, in the lower realms, and he didn't have to experience uh, this rebirth of suffering because of other things that were engaged in. But those causes were present uh, within Angumala's continuum to have this rebirth of suffering. So we can't say uh, that the cause itself uh, is the correct uh, sign. We can say that if there is a cause, there is a result, but we can't say that uh, if there is this cause, there is definitely this result. Um, uh, so it's because of that that we limit it to the three uh, types of, of correct signs. Uh, so if we were to say, uh, um, why, what is the uh, sign of a, a previous awareness is the awareness that we uh, currently have now. Or, uh, or uh, a knowledge. What is the uh, the sign that there was previous knowledge? The fact that we have knowledge currently. Um, what is the the chiran sum dan da sum la sum the riba tambo ine ni Rajin 
So when we look at the different types of uh, correct signs, the uh, resultant correct sign, the uh, natural correct sign, and the observationless or uh, I believe uh, correct sign, uh, these are the three different uh, forms of uh, correct sign. Um, uh, so when we um, look at the first one, uh, result in correct sign, this is the uh, correct sign that uh, is uh, like, uh, because there is smoke, uh, there is definitely fire, uh, because there is uh, this presence of uh, A, of this, there is necessarily the presence of that. Um, so this would be the example of the resultant correct sign. The natural uh, correct sign could be uh, many uh, different uh, examples. For instance, uh, this is a color uh, because it is suitable to be shown as a hue. Uh, um, so it's the, the nature, uh, um, this is, uh, something is impermanent uh, because it is a product. Uh, something is impermanent because it is a cause. Uh, something is impermanent because it is a functioning thing. Uh, so this is the nature, uh, showing its nature, a correct sign using its nature. Uh, so in the Sutra of the Heart of Transcendent Knowledge, it states that form is emptiness, emptiness also is form, emptiness is no other than form, form is no other than emptiness. Uh, so here, this is stating that they are the, of the same nature. Uh, so uh, form is emptiness, emptiness also is form, emptiness is no other than form, form is no other than emptiness. So then we can say these things are of the same nature, just in the same way that we say that impermanence and production are of the same nature. Uh, uh, and uh, uh, they have the same nature about them, uh, uh, just as all uh, these, these different examples have the same nature uh, about them. Um, so. So these are all examples of the natural uh, correct sign. So uh, this is a color because it's suitably shown, shown as hue. Uh, this is a, um, uh, impermanent because it's a product, etc., etc. So these were our examples of correct signs that are uh, natural. It's, the na it's nature, if you will. Primitive, 
um, so when we say uh, um, uh, when we say that uh, in Arya Deva's 400 verses that uh, humans for the most part are involved in things ignoble, therefore most ordinary beings will surely go to the miserable realms. When we look at uh, the beings that go uh, uh, from the lower realms to the miserable realms and the ordinary beings of the higher realms that go to the miserable realms, they are more in number. And the reason for them being more in number is that they are uh, beings that uh, have, uh, are involved in mostly things ignoble. They are afflicted uh, beings. Uh, so because they are afflicted beings or afflicted persons, uh, they are necessarily uh, most likely to go to the lower realm. So uh, this is because of their nature is uh, an afflicted nature. Uh, then this, they, uh, this is a sign of their going to the lower realms. Then as you know, the vision of the universe, so you know, the vision of the universe, the universe, so you know, the universe, so you know, the universe, so you know, the universe, で、もう立てよ、ま、ん。もう そう、そう、そう。ね、ね、そうだよ、ま、ね、そう、ちょうどよ。うん。ちじ、ちょっと、ちょうど。うん。ちわ、ちわ、ちわ。で、ちわ、ちわ。で、ちわ、ちわ。
uh, correct sign because it is the nature of this being uh, to be born into this lower realms. Uh, so this is uh, uh, how we establish it because it, it, it's the, uh, it isn't something that is different from the nature of this being. This birth into being born into the lower realms is not different from the nature of this uh, ordinary being, which is ignoble. So it's an ignoble birth because the nature is of the same nature. This, this ordinary being's nature and the lower birth's nature. So the subject, an ordinary being, is born in the lower realm. What's the reason? Uh, because it's a, a being that has ignoble tendencies, uh, and, and ignobly tendencies. Uh, so this is what's necessary in order for it to establish this nature of uh, uh, going to the, being born into the lower realms. So there's more born in the lower, the subject, more beings being born into the lower realms. We never go into this dialectical style of translation, so just bear with me. So the subject uh, being beings born into the lower realms, What's the reason? Because there are more beings that are ignoble beings that have this nature of ignobility. Uh, there are more beings of the higher realms, the gods and humans, born into the lower realms. What's the reason? Because the uh, it's a being with the uh, uh, causes the continuum of causes for a lower realm rebirth. So this being said, these are uh, uh, natural correct signs. Well, we say if we were talking, why wouldn't we say this would really be a causal correct sign? Okay. Uh, so the reason that we can't stay, uh, say that it is necessarily a causal correct sign uh, because if this person has within their continuum this ignobility or these causes for a lower realm, we can't say that it's established as defi definite because we have the example of Angumala. And uh, so you would say, uh, uh, um, are beings, uh, so if it's a causal correct sign, beings who have uh, ignobility or uh, non-virtue within their continuum will be born in the lower realms. Then you say, okay, the subject, Angumala, was born in the lower realms? And then you would say, no. Then it would say, then it's not necessarily so. If the causal factors are there for this experience, that is not necessarily going to be a production or a birth of this experience. Therefore, it's not a correct sign if this cause is, it's not a causal correct sign is an appropriate correct sign because we can negate its uh, being a correct sign by use of that uh, pervasion uh, of using the Angumala uh, example to show that those causes were there, but the experience that the causes uh, give rise to was not uh, because of other varying circumstances. 
ネサチュルトレスバソンロルイチディシンカチュージスログロスナシビエモンレシシグロテルダワチュニオサマラウエンダシカルシカバティシンカチュージシンカノロレバリバラシヨアレ サイオアレ、チュイオアレ、ルイドカガソンリオ。サナチュトルルイドカガソンシンガチュージ。サンデネンニョウチェロンアイ。ボン、ボン。うん。ナジナチョボンズブレ。チェロンチェロン。チェワ
So here we find the similarity between the, what's stated in the Pramitavartika Karika uh, and, and the example of this uh, natural sign uh, as we do in the 400 verses where it says humans are for the most part involved in things ignoble. Uh, therefore, most ordinary beings will go to live in a miserable realm. So the nature of the human beings is ignobility or, or non-virtue. So uh, therefore, they will necessarily uh, go to the lower realms. Um, so here, uh, Dharmakirti uses the example of the seed's nature to sprout when these things are present of the earth, water, and light, and so forth. Uh, and it's birthing or it's arisal into, uh, because it's its nature to birth or arise uh, if these other things are present. So it's the natural, uh, it's the natural correct sign because it's its, it's, its nature. It's, uh, so here it's uh, arisal uh, is of the same nature uh, and, and the seeds nature are, of, are the same. So this, uh, I don't want to say that they're the same thing because they're obviously different moments, um, but they're the same nature the same uh, uh, nature. It's the nature of the seed to sprout, and sprouts uh, nature to have a seed that needs to be there to sprout. So the nature is the same. ตาบะมายิมชูงซิซิมาตาบะมายิมบะมะกวะจุตันอันนี้ญอมบะกวะทางดิวะดิเนี่ยซุงกุจุซุกะทางดิวะดิจุซุกะทางดิวะตันอัน
same nature. So because they're the same nature, this is the natural correct sign. So the subject is an ordinary being. Why do they go to the lower realms? Is there a being with the, uh, uh, um, there a being whose uh, ignobility um, uh, give, uh, gives forth to that arisal? So the example of the field in Middletown that serves uh, to give rise to uh, the, 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 the seed's uh, um, nature, which is the, the sprout, which gives rise to that the seed's nature. So why are there uh, the being, uh, in ordinary beings, uh, the subject to ordinary beings uh, more often born in the lower realms because they are uh, beings of the nature of uh, uh, um, ignobility, uh, that, of the same nature uh, that gives rise to that. They're of the nature that gives rise to the lower realms. What the Maguna and ロン、ファジルロンジーコソ、あの、ネソモチョシネ、ネソンドレ、サチミディノムレス。デンドモチョシネ、ネソンドレ、サチミディノムレス。ネソモチョワダ、デンドモチョワカザ、デンシネ、
uh, therefore most ordinary beings will surely go to the lower realms because their nature is ignoble, their arisal is an ignoble arisal. Um, so here it's similar to this uh, field uh, that um, uh, if uh, there's a field in Middletown uh, and one plants a, a, a seed into it, uh, then, and then there is the water and light and so forth, and it, it's the seed's nature to give rise to a sprout. Um, so the uh, nature uh, of the sprout and the seed are of the same nature um, because they, uh, uh, the seed has this uh, nature of arisal if these things are present. Likewise, the nature of a being who has uh, been and is involved in more things ignoble or non-virtuous is to be born uh, into the lower realms. And that's the reason for the uh, emphasis on more beings born in the lower realms than the, the higher realms because of the, and, and when we look at the different kinds of correct signs, we look at resultant correct signs, natural correct signs, or observationless uh, correct signs, this would fall under the natural uh, correct sign category. I say, why isn't it a result in correct sign? Because it, it isn't, because of the same reason it's not a causal correct sign. It's a na nature correct sign. So when we look at this in terms of uh, subject, uh, statement or pervasion, uh, and then sign, uh, we would say um, humans uh, are the subject, uh, the most humans for the most part. So most humans are the subject. Uh, the statement is, uh, we'll surely go to the... Uh, you can kind of add in, uh, most, therefore most ordinary beings will surely go to the lower realms. Uh, and then if you look at what the sign of that is, is that because most beings are involved in things ignoble. Uh, so if we look at the subject, the subject are most humans. The statement about most humans is that if, because they're ordinary beings, we can include that in there, most will be born into the lower realms. And then, the, then if you say why, the sign is that most beings are ignoble. Uh, so this is how we would look at this uh, in terms of uh, the nature, correct sign because of nature, or the natural correct sign. Uh, if we look at it in terms of subject, pervasion, or, or thesis, uh, and then uh, correct sign or establish <coughs> reason, whichever 
So here we're speaking of the future uh, birth, the future birth, um, because of the nature being the same, the ignoble nature and the lower, the lower realm nature being the same. Uh, this is the reason for this future birth. We're not speaking of it now. We're speaking of its future arisal. So uh, this is in terms of later uh, future arisal. So, uh, so when we look at the, uh, a, a woman or, uh, who has a child, uh, is the woman and the child uh, the same nature or a different nature? The ama. So the future birth of a child and a mother so the future birth of a, a child is the same nature as the mother's, the mother's nature, having the nature of having the ability to have a future uh, child. So this nature is the same. Not the same entity, but the nature is the same. Because the, the future birth and the nature of the mother's potential is the same. Uh, and here it's saying that uh, most uh, beings uh, are, are go, will surely go to the lower realms because of ignobility. Uh, so it's this nature being uh, the same. I apologize if this isn't uh, completely clear too as well. This is a little, uh, a little difficult. I can definitely become clearer on the signs and reasoning part of this for sure. And I apologize for anything that was unclear or uh, left out. Um, Tambamai Nasun 
So humans, for the most part, the subject humans are mostly go to the lower realms uh, because they are involved in things ignoble. Uh, so here, this is the reason, uh, because uh, beings, humans, are beings that are. Uh, influenced by the ten non-virtues or uh, involved in the ten non-virtues uh, are involved or under the influence of the afflictions uh, because of this case uh, that necessarily most beings go to the lower realms so most beings go from the lower realms to the lower realms most beings go from the higher realms to the lower realms because of this ignoble involvement and the, the nature of ignobility uh, of the uh, um, behavior and the ignobility of the lower realm uh, is the, the future arisal of this uh, lower realm is the same. So uh, this future birth, or this birth that will occur, not born, birth. So this future birth or arisal is uh, because of the ignobility and it's being the same nature as, of, as the, uh, the action and the arisal. So here it says, for instance, uh, this is something that Buddha stated, uh, that for even a single moment of anger towards the Bodhisattva, you must stay in an uh, eon in the unrelenting hell. Uh, as this is so, it goes without saying that you will have to stay for many eons in the miserable realms on account of having uh, in your mind stream the imprints of many sins that you previously created over many lifetimes. So we have a beginningless amount of lifetimes of these uh, non-virtuous activities and uh, negativities and it's giving the example of just a moment of anger uh, towards the, a bodhisattva uh, causes this unrelenting hell rebirth and because we have this familiarity or involvement with the ignoble uh, more often than not with non-virtue uh, we uh, um, spend a lot of time in the lower realms uh, and we have more of an opportunity to give have an arisal or a, a birth future birth in the lower realms because of this. Mm. 
Okay, so uh, in Asanga's levels of yogic development, uh, he speaks of uh, the all sentient beings uh, being our mother, our father, our friends, enemies, neutrals, our teachers, <coughs> sisters. He uh, uh, gives all these examples because of the beginningless uh, nature of our rebirth. Uh, so, um, in, in, in this, uh, it's stated that because of this beginningless birth, we have these uh, nat natural rela uh, relationships with um, all of these people. And then in uh, um, Arya Deva's 400 stanzas, we have this statement about humans, for the most part, being involved in the ignoble, uh, and therefore ordinary beings mostly go uh, to uh, the lower realm. So this is uh, showing... Uh, um, this continuous cycle uh, that's happening um, as a result of, of the uh, uh, beginningless uh, activities and experiences that we have imprinted within our predispositions within our continuum of previously accumulated over many, many lifetimes or beginningless lifetimes. What the so uh, maybe that uh, is enough. Uh, so there are the, and also. Uh, so the number, one thing, the, and Rimche reiterated, the number of beings that are born uh, from the lower realms to the higher realms are similar to atoms found on a, a fingernail and are very rare. The number of beings that go from the lower realms to the lower realms are the same number of atoms in, in the world. And the number of beings that go from the higher realms to the lower realms are the same number of beings, uh, atoms in the world. And the beings that go from the higher realms to the higher realms are similar to the number of atoms uh, on a fingernail. And it's very, very rare. Uh, and uh, so that's uh, um, where we find uh, 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 um, uh, the reasoning for this in the 400 verses. And then it also, uh, it's showing the nature in Dharmakirti's Pramadavartika Karika, where it shows that it's, uh, uh, nat it's one, the nature uh, when, when uh, gives rise, something's nature gives rise to a nature that is similar. Um, so the arisal of uh, something that has a specific nature gives rise to something with a similar nature. Uh, so that uh, very uh, so this is uh, um, we'll go through this very slowly and uh, actually just translators note I stopped at signs and reasoning. If you look at my text, I have the first three lines translated in my my book, and we didn't go further into that. So I have more information at home, and I can. Get, now that Rinpoche is going to go into this material, I'll make sure that I have the, um, all the specifics uh, around this material for the future classes. Thank you. Mm. Uh, so then this cassette will go all over the world. And uh, all other uh, different scholars will be able to look at this and. Uh, take information from it, and then other people can study it, yeah. others uh, can study the specific information. Mm. Yeah. Thank you very much. Uh, so we'll do the concluding mandala offering and dedication prayer. Tuchana Rinpoche. The fundamental ground is scented with incense and strewn with flowers, adorned with Mount Meru, the four continents, the sun and the moon, 
I imagine this as a Buddha land and offer it. May all sentient beings enjoy this pure land. I dedicate whatever virtues I have collected for the benefit of the teachings and of all sentient beings, and in particular for the essential teachings of Venerable Lozandrapa to shine forever. I send forth this mandala to you, precious Guru. I dedicate all this virtue to emulate the knowledge of the hero Manju Shri and likewise Samantabhadra as well, with whatever dedication is praised as supreme by all the conquerors who traverse the three times. I also dedicate all my roots of virtue for the sake of auspicious deeds. In that pure land surrounded by snowy mountains, you are the source of all benefit and happiness. All powerful Abhulateshvara attends in Yatso, may you stay until samsara's end. I pray for the long life of the precious Kensu Wandak, upholder of the spiritual and realizational doctrines, spiritual friend who trained extensively in the five day philosophical texts, with exceptional wisdom and perseverance. Thank you.